This is a Baby Brunch podcast. I'm really lucky to meet a lot of people and a lot of moms and I get a lot of stories in my inbox and it's really nice to read them. So keep sending them. My email address is on our Baby Brunch platform and you press contact and you have direct access to a whole lot of people that can listen to you. But I love listening to our next interview that's in our studio. I've mentioned it before that the first time I saw her on video, I was mesmerized. Mesmerized by her honesty, but also the lessons that we can get from these interviews because you're a mom, you're an entrepreneur, you look like you've got it all together, even though sometimes in those videos you say, you know what, before this video I didn't. Melissa Swart, it is rarig, a groot voorrag om jou in ons stoel te hee en te kan podcast oor parenting. We call this the the, the parenting series because it's not only about babies, but as we grow with them, you know, and as parents, because sometimes it's really tough. Yes. But yet, I wouldn't change it for the world, you know? Yeah. I know your entire story and I want to tell it to the world, but I want you to tell it. But I want to start not how we know you right now, but I want to know where did you grow up? I grew up in Glen Harvey. That's uh, close to Western Aria on your way to Poch. And um, I was the daughter of a Domini. Oh, wow. Yes. Fun times. And... um, (laughs) I didn't have a great upbringing. My dad, after the army and um, being exposed to trauma as a young child himself, um, he developed some mental illness and that led to a lot of physical and emotional abuse in the home. And um, because we were, you know, Dumni Sikinish and, you know, the pastor's uh, family, we couldn't say anything. So from a very young age, I was told not to say anything and to shush and family matters or family matters and no one else needs to know. And it's been such a freeing journey for me to say and to raise my kids and in my family the complete opposite. For me, there are no secrets ever. Um, I love this scripture, Revelation 12, 11, where it says you'll overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony. And I feel if you don't talk about your testimony, if you don't tell your story, then you are depriving other people of hope Mm. because your story was there, is there to give hope and to inspire. And so for me, there are no secrets. I talk about everything in my life and people who know me know that I'm like that. And that's how I do me. Do you think having an environment that's tough, um, like you've just referred to your family home, do you think that spoor it jou an of market for jou sê ek wil nie enige familie Do you think that it, it puts you off from having children eventually or did you really want your family? I was very scared um, to have kids and when my husband and I met, I said I don't want kids. Mm. Um, and that was simply because I felt that I am broken and how could I do right by them? And um, my dad committed suicide when I was 13. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's, it's nothing now. It's part of my life and I, I enjoy talking about it because there are so many other people who go through it mm-hmm. and who needs to know that there is life after this. I was diagnosed with bipolar one disorder and I tried to commit suicide later in life as well. And for me, all of those things, my whole story felt like it... Um, dit ontneem my van die vermoe om een gesin groot te maak of mm. om kinders te mm. Because how can a broken person raise someone who is 
whole as a human being. And it was only after I met my husband that I had this big struggle about how about fatherhood and motherhood and parenting. And my husband, he healed a lot of the things God used him to heal a lot of my issues. Mm -hmm. And he walked with me through my journey. And um, by the time I had my daughter, my whole image and idea of parenting and of fatherhood was restored when I witnessed my husband be a father. And for me, that changed so much in me. It made me see that, you know, there are great fathers out there. Yeah. And I loved my dad to bits. And I know he was a broken person. I, I don't blame him for anything. Mm. I only remember the good of who he was mm. um, that was corrupted by this disease. And I'm okay with that. But watching my, fa- watching my husband be a father, that healed a lot of stuff for me. There's two things that I want to speak to and almost thank you for opening up. First of all, even though I think I know you, I didn't know that about you. And most of the time, (laughs) you don't look at someone in the shopping mall and go, hey, you've got depression because you don't know, right? Yeah. And through this and this conversation today, I want to say speak up. Yeah. Because it's the one thing, you know, even when we do our events of Onsurpis, of Batwakal, People are scared to say that they're sad or depressed or that they're going through a tough time mentally, you know? So thank you for having the courage to share that here today. And the other thing, which is, oh, you know, I can't speak to this enough. If you're a guy listening to this podcast of, and let's assume that you're the, yes, right? You're the the one that's whole and you, sometimes when we're in a relationship, it takes a partner to get us back to where we need to be. Absolutely. And people have baggage. People have stuff, you know. So I'm so glad you said that, that your husband's the one that could show you what a father figure should look like, you know? Yeah. And it's not too late. No, no. I, And that's why I said, like, I have no secrets. I I know that this is my story. Mm -hmm. And the last thing that I ever wanted to be is an excuse for being a ha- a half a person. Wow. I am not I am not Melissa um and I am depressed. Mm. I hate saying that. Yeah. I hate saying I am bipolar mm. because I'm not. Mm. I am me. <laughs> I have bipolar disorder. But yeah. I am I'm not it. Mm. And um, my husband, he showed me how to view myself in that way. He said, this is, not, this is not something that cripples you. This is something that can strengthen you if you address it and if you don't feel ashamed of it, if you can you, you speak your truth. Um, and that's why I, I, you know, say you're depressed. By all means, say, talk about it. Too many people are alone in this. And even after my daughter was born, I had postpartum depression mm. really bad with my daughter. I remember I couldn't get up to feed her. She was crying in the, in the, in the bassinet and I just I could not get up. And my husband would go and fetch her and bring her to me and I would breastfeed, bawling my eyes out. Mm. And I felt so ashamed talking about that, even though I was comfortable talking about my bipolar disorder. Mm. And it was because now I felt like I was failing someone else, even though I stood in, if you want to call it victory, in my own diagnosis. This time it felt like someone else was affected. My little baby girl was affected. Until my husband says, you don't have to be ashamed of this. Mm. You can't help it. Mm. It's not like you chose to be this. Mm. You can't help it. So you can't help it. And 
after I started speaking about that and I got help for it, I realized that too many people are carrying this alone. And I don't understand why in today's day and age Mm. people still feel the need to secrecy. Um, regarding this. I think it's how we were raised. Absolutely. It's like I said, when I grew up, uh, family stuff's family stuff. You don't talk about yeah. it. And it's something that we we need to break the cycle and Definitely. raise a generation who's not scared of speaking up. Yeah. I love the there's no secrets. I mean, this is a theme that, that I even speak to. My daughter's four. So we already read a book that even if doctor has to look Doctor yeah. can look with mommy there, but it's never a secret. Yes. So this is what the book's theme is. It talks yes. about my body. It talks about other secrets that my ears can hear. And I love how that's not the only secrets. You know, it's not just about our little bodies. Yeah. It's other things too. Yeah. If you don't feel good or something bothers you because our children know what they know, right? Absolutely. That you can speak up. Absolutely. I want to speak to this. And I mean, when I saw you earlier... I was going to take this a completely different direction because the blog is beautiful and I know that you have a journey and I know that you were in a place where you needed to change to be the Melissa that I know and that I love seeing in publications. Your photos is unglaublich. You have to every day a great blessing. Melissa's mouth, it is fuller than mine. You've got the most beautiful features that I've ever Thank seen. You. Let's go back because you talk about being depressed and that beautiful way of how you're saying that you are able to talk about it. You know, most of us want a quick fix. Most of us want things to, because I, even if I pray, no matter what I'm saying, I want things to be better right now. Yes. You know, how, how do you make the transition? How do you go from, I'm not feeling okay, bawling my eyes to, to superstar. How do you, how do you do that? I take every single day just the way it comes and I I'm okay with making mistakes. I will never forget this one night we had people over and I uh, put a garlic bread in the oven. Now up until this point in my life if I made a mistake I would just crucify myself and shame myself because that's the way I was raised. Mm. You never make mistakes. And I went into the kitchen and I burnt it and I was just like yeah Melissa you idiot why and I was just scolding myself and my husband came in and he took me by the shoulders and he said stop that stop but it's not a photo it's just a piece of bread it's just a mistake stop it it's not the end of the world and something in me clicked that day that gave me so much freedom um, freedom regarding my past, freedom in dreaming about my future and taking each day as it comes. And that is that I'm not afraid to make mistakes. Mm. And that's the only thing that keeps me sane is going, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to mess up. It's guaranteed. Mm. Mm. Um, but just be okay with it. We talk about this often. We have a psychologist, Janine Bull, who sometimes checks in with us to just make sure that we're okay. And she calls it mindfulness where you're in the moment, you know. Yes. You can't imagine things that aren't there. I have a fear of, of water with my children. Oh, yes. Um, a terrible fear. Like I can, I can imagine from them falling into being in ICU and then nothing has happened. Yeah. I see you raise a hand. I see, yep. <laughs> I see you. I had to become mindful about that going, it hasn't happened. Yeah. It's not. The feeling that you have is not real. Yeah. And I can see how you pull yourself to self. Yes. Going, it's just a bread. You're making a mistake. It's just just a bread you know yeah 
What other things do you use to bring Melissa to to Melissa to the one that we see smiling with her red lipstick and your beautiful dresses? <laughs> what else do you use to to go? Hey, you know, hey, I do exactly that. I do exactly that. I reprimand myself on a daily basis and sometimes out loud. Because sometimes you definitely you need to hear the words coming out of your mouth to snap out of that mindset that you have. And I think for such a long time, and it's not just the case with me, it's the case with women and people in general, is that for so long you put yourself on the back burner, you come second, everybody else's needs come first, every everybody else's wants come first and what they expect of you. And for such a long time, I denied who I was to fit the bill and to keep other people happy that now at the age of 32, finally, praise the Lord, <laughs> I am just me. Mm-hmm. And the moment I find myself going back to that mindset, I do that. Mm-hmm. Stop it. That is unnodig. Jy kan nie sê. And yeah. saying it out loud yeah. in the car. I, I think sometimes people think I'm crazy. I hope and pray that they think I have a car kit because I'm um, shouting at myself in traffic because that's what I need. That's what I need and that's what I do. You, you have this beautiful blog and I've mentioned it before that you go into your blog and you can see your family. And most of us are hiding our children. You know, I know of one blogger who does all these endorsements online, but you hardly see the children's faces. And you almost want to peep behind your phone you know, yeah. to Instagram <laughs> to see if you can see their little faces. You're not, you're not scared of showing your family to the world. No, I... Obviously, I'm careful, like I don't post or I don't check in at locations. Mm-hmm. I don't post noticeable things in the background. So obviously, I'm careful because, you know, life. Mm-hmm. Um, but wow, my family has changed so much in me. And I get emotional. They are the symbol of healing for me. They've they've turned me into this woman that I hope and pray can do my kids proud. I hope that someday my daughter can say, I want to be a woman like that. And I hope someday my son says, I want to marry a woman like that. <laughs> so I would be foolish not to share my family with the world because if that's what they do for me, who knows who else they can inspire through the stories I tell. You are the woman and they are proud of you. <sighs> Thanks. And you know what? I met a really cool businessman once who, you you can call him a mentor because he was just an extraordinary guy and he's retired now and he's really old. And and I looked to him and I said to him, if everything in life fails, right? Like, let's say, like, let's say you don't know if tomorrow will be tomorrow or let's say your children grow up and you're just trying your best, you know? I looked at my little girl's picture last night and I said, stop fighting with mommy. Yeah. You know? Sure. She's four and she's feisty. <laughs> I looked at her picture. I said, stop, stop fighting with mommy. I prayed and I said, stop fighting with your mother. Sure. You've got words. But he said the following. He said, just do your best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your best is good enough. Just do, just do your best. And that's all we can do. That's all I you mean, can do. That's all we have. Because you're so human and you're so human and you're so human and you're extraordinary. Oh, my God. You're so, you are. <laughs> I try.
No, I think you do more than you <laughs> I love your, your blogs and your real approach. The stories you tell. It almost makes us all laugh. And then I go, I wonder who's supporting you, you know? <laughs> like, thank God Melissa said that to us. So now we feel, you know, like we can do it. Yeah. How do you find your strength? I... I cling to God with every fiber of my being. It's the only thing that has kept me sane my entire life. It's the only constant that I've had my entire life. Um, so many things have happened and so many people have let me down. Mm. And I don't even put that pressure on my husband. Like, I don't want him to be my only source of strength um, because that's not fair to yeah. him. So I cling to God and um, he, he pulls me through on the days where I don't feel like getting up. And my husband and my kids, they inspire me to be better. And then I have um, a group of friends who celebrate me every day. And I'm so thankful for them because there are too, too few women that celebrate other women. Yeah. And I have this group of friends who honestly, honestly, from inside of who they are, um, gin my elke stikkie geluk wat yeah. ek het en elke, elke tree wat ek voor en toe gee, they are there cheering me on and I think that is that's, that's where I get it from that's where I keep going You've got two children and from what I read in your blog you've got an amazing husband who supports you and even through your testimony and the words that you are saying how do you like goals for yourself is one thing, right? Yeah. But how do you keep making sure that your family stays the family that they want to be part of? That is, that's a big question. And it's something that I'm still figuring out. Um, but I think. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so. Okay. <laughs> did you just hear that? It, we, it just, I because it's constant it work, right? It is. It's, it's not just a, okay, so this is the five-point plan and this is what we're doing and this is how we keep it real. You just it's dropped not the mic. That. You it's, just... You just <laughs> <laughs> but it is. We're still figuring it out. And I, I think the one thing that I would say is that we, we really celebrate even the smallest victories mm. and we make a big <gasps> deal out of it. Like the other, a few weeks ago, my... Um, my daughter said her first rrr, oh, and we yeah. made the biggest <laughs> deal and you could just see her light mm. up and her self-confidence growing. I could literally see her like almost inflate confidence just because we made a massive deal massive about deal. her being able to say rrr. and I think that's the big thing. And the other thing is communication. Um, mm. is, is when we say we don't know, we don't, we, we say we don't know, we just don't, we don't just keep quiet and even just celebrating the small things in every day and crying with each other and just try and figure it out together. Everyone puts in the same amount of work and, um, yeah, we're still figuring it out. I love how you said that you've got a daughter. I know that you have a son too. How do you make sure your, your children love themselves? Like, how do we... How do we teach that? Like, the, like, I'll tell you what happened to me. The other day, I thought, because when we were small, even though we had so little, right? Yeah. I thought we were rich. Do you know that only when I was 23, and I, and I remember the time and day, and I remember where I was, I realized that other people have more than me. Sure. And it, it was a realization that someone else brought on. So still in my heart, I felt like I had everything. And... 
I wish that I could teach that to my children because because I didn't have a lot. I just feel like now I can give them everything, right? Yeah. But I don't want to raise ungrateful children. Yes. So how do you how do you raise your kids coming from where you're from to know that they are loved all the time or that they can love themselves? In our house, we try and steer away from any negativity when you speak about yourself. So I've never once told my kids, yeah, a stout. And mm. I've never said that you are naughty. I tell them you have done something that is very stout or mm. that is very naughty. And that's not nice mm. because you are a sweet little girl and you are a good boy. And doing that, it does not suit you. Oh, mom. So that is the kind of talk that we have. Mm. We assert constantly um, that you are good and you are kind and you are blessed. Um, and with them hearing that constantly, it reprograms their self-talk. Um, and with that, we, I we just love them and we do it in ways that's important to them. Mm. So if it's cuddles that they need, we give cuddles. Mm. If it's, um, singing together then we sing together if my son wants to go and wrestle outside we go and wrestle outside mm -hmm. so we we show them we love them in ways that matter to them um and the other thing that i am a very i'm very pro teaching your kids awareness awareness of other people mm. because if they are aware of other people and how they treat them mm. they'll know how to treat themselves as well um so when someone did something that hurt them at school then they'll never say she was she she was ugly. Mm. Um, she did something that hurt my feelings, mm. and so you even reprogram the way they talk about other people. Because if we start speaking negatively over other people, then we think negatively. Mm -hmm. Our whole mindset is programmed to be and have a negative outlook in life. Mm. So that's the one thing that we do is we really just focus on positivity in, in the terms in terms of what we say and the way we speak I remember there was a mentality that I had when my daughter was two she was already very vocal and very good with words and she said someone at school hits her so I said you must hit him back and I remember the <laughs> flack I got from her father her father said that is not that is not what you teach <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm it's with you on so that. It's so hard. I'm sometimes. Team Ilana. I'm sorry. I'm Team Ilana here. Because <laughs> mommy can't go and do anything. It's so hard sometimes, right? Yeah. We we tell our kids about bullying because I said I want to raise mindful kids, but kids who stand up for themselves. Mm. Um, you are not going to walk <laughs> over my child. Um, and I don't have to tell you that. She'll tell you that herself. And we, we had this one situation where... Um, we had this boy every day. He just kept picking on my daughter and mm. he would, you know, push her and do nasty things. And I told her the one day um, when she came home and she was crying again and said, he hurt me again. I said, okay, so tomorrow, if he pushes you, you push him back as hard as you can, <laughs> as hard as you can. And we got into the class. I'll never forget it. We walked into the class. This little boy, there were three at the time. He came running towards her. And even in front of me, he just shoved her. And she looked at me 
And I just looked at her. I didn't say a word. And she pushed those little elbows back <laughs> and she shoved him that he went flying over the floor. And he never hurt her again. I love that. Never. That, that could become your children's book. <laughs> and then the little boy never hit her again. ever again. <laughs> ever again. And so we have this thing where we say, okay, so you give them a warning. You ask them, don't do that. <laughs> I need to write this down in life. So we give yeah, them a, you a give warning. them a warning. Yes. You don't push me. And then the second step is you go and tell the teacher. Mm. He's pushing me. Yes. If still after that, there's another are, push. Then you push back. <laughs> then you push back. So that's that's my teaching method. I know everyone won't agree with that. <laughs> but I'll, it works. I'll tell you what happened to mine. So the, the, then she would she didn't listen to the advice I gave her because she was only two. So I would say you understanding. You, yeah, hitting back. So she would come home and go, I hit him. Then he hit me back. Then I hit him back. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. You're not supposed to hit first. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not how it works. <laughs> the point is you're supposed to defend. Oh, what, is, what is the best thing about being a mom? The best. Because I, I always wish I had a boy, right? Because bo- moms of boys always tell me about how the boys think that they're so beautiful. And ugh, I guess I'll move away. So what is, the, what is the most beautiful thing about being a mommy? There are so many. But I would say it's just it's watching them come out of their shells. It's watching Thank goodness them develop. you said shells. Because I immediately thought of your birthing present. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Watching. that was not beautiful. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, no, no, not I don't beautiful. think any. Yeah, <laughs> um, so just watching them come out mm. and 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 becoming these little people with their own personalities. Like my daughter is just, she's full of sass, and I love it. I remember the one time we were arguing arguing about something. She's three. She was three. We were arguing about something, and I said. No, stop it. We are doing it this way. And she goes, leave it, Melissa. It is fine. And she left. I was like, you are three. How yeah. are you doing this? She told you. I had nothing to say. Like, I was like, just like, and nothing. So I love watching her grow. And my my son, he's he's just, you know, roughhousing, playing outside. But he has this gentle side to him that defends the people he loves fiercely. Mm. I remember the one time my, my husband, he gave my daughter talking to and because she, she did something that w- wasn't appropriate and was bad. And he came and he hit my husband on the leg and he said, why are you being ugly to Zeresh? Mm. No, mm. you won't be ugly to Zeresh. So he has this fierce defense right. in him um, for the sister. people his, mm-hmm. he loves. He, he, even even when, my, um, when I hit my leg against the table, for instance, he would go and he would hit the table and right. he said, no, don't hurt mommy. <laughs> so yeah. I, I love watching that. I love mm. seeing them and how they view life and how it's so different from one another. But they just, yeah, they share the similar love um, for the people around them. I want to give you a quick fire, and I didn't write this down, so okay. I'm doing this from my head to you. Boyfriend or marriage? Marriage. Girl or boy? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Both. Would you have another baby? Can I say pass? Sure. Okay, pass. <laughs> would you have another baby? <laughs> if, my, if you ask my husband, he would say yes. And if you ask me, I'd say I am 99% sure that I won't. How much weight did you pick up with your first baby? 
25 kgs. How much did she weigh? Uh, 3.7. Wow. Yes. A baby. Yep. Do you know that my baby, well, my toddler was 3.8, six months. Oh, is it? <laughs> my boy was four. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yes. That is a very big, big baby. Babies. Oh, wait, quick fire. Um, uh, step in or panty? Step in. What are you wearing right now? Nothing. Ah! <laughs> oh, my way. <word. laughs> I'm wearing tights. <laughs> you said quick fire. <laughs> quick fire. Um, shower or bath? Shower. Um, natural birth or cesarean? Natural birth because I did it. Did you really? Yes. Did you tear? How many I stitches? Didn't. didn't you? I didn't. I what? did Lamar's. What does and, that mean? Um, so it teaches you where to push from. Oh, so you relax oh, your pelvic muscles mm. so that they don't tense up. Ooh. Best thing in my life that I did. Yeah. I've got other best things that I... <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, someone walks past you in the shopping mall and say, Hey, Melissa Swart, I need inspiration because I'm not feeling too good. You will say to them. Never be ashamed of what you've done or where you come from. Ah, you something else. <laughs> Thank you. Pleasure. Thanks for having me.